Hello, thanks for joining me today. Our episode today is with Eric Jansen from Elector Media. Elector is based out of Europe and they are an organization that has online communities and forums as well as a publication um, with which they talk through and do a lot of kind of hands-on engineering exploration. So Elector is a little bit different from other publications that we've talked about and talked to in that um, they're really doing a lot of community work. Eric in this episode is gonna talk about how they get uh, hardware in the hands of engineers and how they sort of teach and help people get familiar with new products and new hardware. And so uh, at the end, we'll talk about how to contact Elector if this is something that you're interested in doing. But I thought it was just a really great example of another channel that we can use to kind of evangelize our products and get our uh, messages in our company out there. And so enjoy this episode. I hope it's beneficial to you. And also, I wanted to let everybody know we are hosting a new writing course called Content Writing Engineered. If you're listening to these sessions and you're going, oh my gosh, we need content, but we need to be able to produce it uh, you know, quicker. Maybe we have the resources in-house. We have somebody that's doing marketing for us, but we need a kind of repeatable process to produce this highly technical, really trustable content. We've got a writing course that's going to start uh, February 7th. It is six weeks long. Every week there are video lessons, there's uh, coursework to do, and then there is a coaching session every week where you meet with me or one of my colleagues. We actually go through the entire writing process with you. Uh, we edit your work, we you know, brainstorm ideas, we talk about directions you can go, and you finish the course with the final piece of completed content. If that's something that's interested uh, interesting to you that you'd like to learn more about, you can go to truemarketing.com slash writing course to learn more about that. Uh, there's early bird pricing through December, and then the price is going to go up after the first of the year. Thanks so much. Welcome to Content Marketing Engineered, your source for building trust and generating demand with technical content. Hi, and welcome to Content Marketing Engineered. As you may have noticed, I'm not Wendy Covey. I'm Morgan Norris, a senior brand and content strategist, and I'm hosting this media mini series for Wendy to take a deep dive into technical B2B media. From editorial to advertising to trade publications, we're gonna figure out when and how to pursue media opportunities to build your brand, gain thought leadership, engage with the technical community, and promote your products and services. I hope you leave each episode of this mini series ready to take action. Before we begin, I'd like to give a brief shout out to our agency, True Marketing. True is a full service agency located in Austin, Texas, serving highly technical companies. For more information about True, you can visit truemarketing.com. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Content Marketing Engineered. I'm joined by Eric Jansen today from Elector Media, a media organization that's based in Europe. Um, Elector began in the 60s as a magazine for electrical engineers, and they have expanded massively now to a developer of books and kits and boards. They've got all different media channels that they're engaged with um, and are just consistently providing information to the engineering community. And so I'm so glad to have Eric here. And I wanted to start by just, Eric, having you tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us about kind of your career, what brought you here, and then what you do at Electra today. All right, thanks for having me, uh, Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, my career started in 1999 when I uh, finished my study uh, marketing with a 
specialism in specialization in uh, the music industry, actually. Uh, and I joined an uh, ISP to do my thesis on how uh, online would uh, affect the music industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I ended up working for them for about five years or something like that. Um, uh, yeah, that this was really around the, the dot-com bubble period. And um, yeah, so, you know, this was my first experience with uh, online uh, publishing as well. So uh, they had a, a bunch of uh, localized uh, websites uh, and I was responsible for those. Uh, was in a couple of acquisitions uh, at the time because you know everything uh, back then was uh, was for sale. Everybody tried to pull out a little bit, and we actually <laughs> dove right in. So that was a very interesting time. Um, and I followed up um, with an opportunity that I had to to follow my passion a little bit uh, by going to uh, the largest uh, retail um, uh, organization for uh, entertainment uh, uh, equipment, uh, mainly CDs, DVDs, uh, those kind of things, uh, which is uh, an opportunity for me. But in the time, uh, this is uh, what I w- had studied for. Uh, stayed with them for about uh, eight years, becoming responsible for all their e-commerce activities. Um, but yeah, obviously, you know, there was an end to the, the time of uh, e-commerce in uh, entertainment industry. So uh, yeah, that's uh, I followed uh, after those eight years uh, to join a friend of mine who had a small uh, but interesting niche uh, publishing organization. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, focusing on uh, publishing reviews for uh, hi-fi and high-end audio equipment, uh, which at the time was the largest in Europe. Um, And I stayed there to grow this this, uh, company uh, in a more entrepreneurial way uh, until it got acquired by Elector uh, 10 years ago. And um, yeah, I stayed there ever since. Wonderful. So now you're at Elector. Tell me the kind of scope of what Elector is involved in today. Yeah, so uh, Elector is an uh, international community for uh, passionate uh, electronic uh, engineers and pro makers. Uh, We offer a platform to uh, share technical uh, uh, knowledge, uh, publish uh, innovations from the community itself, uh, user generated uh, in part. Uh, and we enable uh, the community to, to advance, advance their skills. And the platform uh, stretches, you know, we follow the, the community a lot. So it stretches multiple media. Uh, we have a, a, a large uh, online platform that is owned by us, um, uh, you know, but, but also, you know, our heritage comes from, uh, from print media. So uh, magazines, books, special magazines as well. Um, we're uh, at the moment uh, uh, deeper into uh, online uh, webinars, uh, educational videos. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and a lot of this uh, um, is, is originated from uh, user-generated content um, that we um, uh, use as the basis for our publications. Okay. And then as far as kind of vendor companies and things like that, do you guys engage with uh, technology manufacturers, instrumentation companies, things like that to, um, you know, either 
provide content within the lecture platform or advertise, things like that? Yeah, so um, of course there's, there's for us two audiences and, the, mm -hmm. and on the one hand we have uh, the community itself, uh, which uh, largely consists of uh, engineers in their private space most of the times, although 44% of them is actually active in the industry. Uh, a lot of them actually also uh, have a, a purchase mandate um, and mm -hmm. a lot of C-level uh, people uh, involved still, uh, but with a passion for electronics, right? So this, yes. is, this is our core audience. Um, and of course, we, we are interesting for uh, industry partners uh, and clients, as we call them, uh, which uh, yeah, follow the, uh, the, the community. Uh, that we we offer access to uh, in in a, in a relevant way to both them as well as our community, um, offering uh, yeah a relevantly uh, unique way to interact with uh, yeah industry influencers. Yep. How has kind of that that community and forums and things like that? I think you probably have a unique perspective into that user generated content and how how has that evolved over time do you see engineers you know continuing to engage with user generated content has it grown or shrunk over kind of the changes of the digital landscape of the last 10 years um i'm not sure if it grew it's it's of course become completely different right so mm -hmm. it's it's now available to a large extent to every anyone uh, we uh, you know, in the early years of Elector, we still uh, received a lot of input also from our, um, uh, for our from the community itself. Um, but we, um, we we saw an influx through through uh, the mail, through post, uh, yeah. hardware being sent to us. Of course, these days we offer now an online platform, online uh, lab, where people create together. Uh, but also together with our uh, engineers and our uh, our lab staff um, to to um, yeah you know work together and and learn. And are those typically kind of hobbyist types of projects? People are getting to people are kind of getting ideas and trying to work things out, and they can do that in the context of community. Um. A lot of them start out as hobbyist uh, material, of course, mm -hmm. right? So uh, I think uh, we we offer our community uh, access to hardware, uh, sometimes uh, generated by by our clients, right? So yeah. we sometimes do campaigns where we seed hardware, mm -hmm. uh, asking them to get experience with it, uh, offering the uh, ability to learn from webinars or white papers that we yeah. see to the, to the community. Um, and then um, create projects. Uh, you know how to 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 practically apply these these uh, chips or boards. Um, and so um, with that, generating more uh, attention for the product, uh, yeah. as well as selling the product. Uh, we we offer custom books to our clients, um, and and offering access to those books uh, through our third-party uh, sales platforms, as well as our own store. Yeah, that seems remarkable. I think engineers as a unique audience are willing to and want to kind of tinker with things on the side outside of their job opportunities. But I could see how if you guys are getting 
hardware in the hands of people when they're kind of interested in in seeing what they could do with it, how ideally kind of eventually that translates into their their work life potentially too, right? You've got yeah, exactly. That's exactly what what uh, is happening. So I think with um, accessing the community through our uh, audience, uh, there is a lot of influence on uh, purchase decisions in on yeah. an industry level as well. Uh, and so there's there's people that that actually have worked with uh, the product uh, and take that experience to their to their office uh, environment where you know of course it's it, these people are not uh, just uh, passionate engineers mm-hmm. uh, as a ho- on a hobby level but are, yeah. you know since they are also working in the industry this is actually has a has a has a far further stretching uh, impact. Yeah. Okay. That's an incredible concept, I think, because so many times you've got a company, this is kind of what we're doing in this media mini series is we're talking about how to broaden your, your understanding of the channels that are available to, to use and engage with for marketing, right? Because if we write content and put it on our own website, uh, we can attract people to that and we can garner that kind of inbound traffic. But then there comes a point when we want to broaden that audience. And so, um, you know, organizations and platforms like you guys have really provide the opportunity to do that. So I think that's really incredible. Okay. So how do you keep your audience engaged, um, kind of attracted? What types of content are you seeing is really impactful to people in your platform? Um, yeah, well, in, in the basis, of course, new developments, right? So, okay. uh, you know, people want to, this audience definitely wants to stay up to date. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, uh, being a lector, we, we definitely have to look at the practical applications of those uh, developments. So this is something that our, uh, our own uh, lab staff does. Uh, mm-hmm. But also we, you know, through, for instance, the campaigns that I was just talking about, but also the the... the uh, projects being uh, posted to our lab, um, you know, we we get to um, practical applications, um, yeah, th- which which are more interesting, uh, hands-on type of uh, situation that people actually uh, like. You know, it's not always uh, that they want to redevelop it themselves or yeah. develop it uh, themselves as well, but just to see how someone got to a certain type of solution for a mm-hmm. problem uh, using this, uh, this new equipment. How do you handle that kind of hands-on aspect, especially during kind of COVID and people are isolated and things like that? How does that, what does that look like for your community of users and your engineers? Well, um, we actually did quite well during uh, during COVID. Um, I think mainly because uh, a lot of uh, industry partners realized that you know if if you're uh, behind the private door of someone, you actually still reach them, right? So, and right. what happened during COVID is that a lot of closed circulation kind of publications uh, ended up. You know, they they still have a, a fairly large audience, but they ended up. Um, in empty offices at the moment where, you know, the publication was chucked out with, with uh, the mail that just kept uh, falling in, into the offices, right? So that's, yeah. 
that's something that uh, we actually make a big difference in, uh, which actually is, uh, especially in these times, uh, more visible than ever. So yeah, this this is uh, this this made a made a big difference um, for uh, you know also because these people actually pay to receive this content, um, and this is a. The, the, the address level of, uh, or the address quality of uh, closed circulation is of course uh, very related to, to the, uh, the lists uh, that they have of the industry addresses. Yeah, that's a great point. I think that's, um, that's huge. I can see why you could maintain kind of being successful through that. So tell me uh, from your perspective uh, with the engineering community, what topics are you excited about? What kind of what topics do you see that are gaining traction, or what types of technologies are coming up that are just um, kind of staying on your radar as things that'll continue to be talked about in 2022 and beyond? Uh, yeah, the, any any type of new development. Risk five is one of them. Uh, you know, the, uh, open. Any, anything with open character is interesting. I think uh, Raspberry Pi is doing mm-hmm. enormous, uh, you know, a very mm-hmm. great uh, job. Yeah. Um, with their new chipset, RP2040, uh, which actually also has a lot of uh, industry application. Uh, I think we'll see a lot more of that uh, in 2022. Um, yeah, so I think... Uh, our audience is is mainly interested in in you know the applications for those type of developments yeah. that okay. you know are are fairly accessible to them. Yep, yep. So tell me as far as channels. So Elector does. You've got online presence. You've got social channels. You've got the magazine itself. You guys have stores. You've got all of this coming across in multiple languages and that really enables kind of creative campaigns and, and information to be disseminated. What, any kind of lessons learned um, from you on what types of content or what types of topics are best on these different channels? I'm sure you've had experiences where you've, you know, kind of tried something on social but found it was a better fit for the magazine itself or something like that any any thoughts on kind of what types of content and messages fit best in those different channels yeah you know i, th- I think what works best is is the 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 combination of all these channels right so of course uh, but i don't think that this is new to anyone of course um, you know social requires shorter messages uh, mm-hmm. you know very condensed the the attention span of people is very short um, so yeah you know, looking at, uh, at, a, at, a, at a good campaign i think you use all these channels but mainly um, you know you you start with with in-depth content on your mm-hmm. own platform uh, you promote that through social. Uh, what we've also seen and learned uh, over the, the last year is that you know we we have a reasonable following on on social, but it's it's fairly easy to grow that that audience uh, with a lookalike audience uh, just by uh, telling the AI of, of for instance Facebook you know mm-hmm. this is the type of uh, audience that we have mm-hmm. now give me everyone that that kind of fits that profile. And we've seen enormous traction with that. That's that's an interesting uh, development uh, that we've seen. 
And then you go after that from an advertising perspective to kind of engage that audience that looks the well, same. Well, we're, we're opening, so, so we're, we're looking into options to, to uh, also uh, share this with, with our clientele. Okay. But uh, in, you know, at first we, we work with it uh, ourselves. Of course, mm-hmm. this is, uh, this is a different type of audience since they're anonymous to you. Right. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's still very interesting. I think we're around about, you know, nearly 2 million uh, f- uh, lookalike uh, audience that's, that actually fit the profile of an elector uh, reader. Mm-hmm. So this is, this is interesting. And we also see that uh, conversion, uh, you know, lead generation or uh, conversion to, to a product or something like mm-hmm. that. Is actually fairly high from this uh, this audience, so it, it makes for very, much more relevant uh, advertising also on social. Yep, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. What about um, kind of success metrics with all of these different channels and engineers engaging in different ways? What does success look like for Elector and for your clients as well who are working with you? Um, well, success is mostly uh, seen uh, as, as uh, for our clients, of course, as, as lead generation. Mm-hmm. So we uh, sometimes we, we do campaigning, uh, even performance based. You know, if we if we definitely believe in, in the campaign format that we have. Yeah, uh, it's 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 not uncommon to, to even uh, do that. Uh, but yeah, having the, the right metrics in such a broad uh, perspective of uh, of channels is of course a challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we tend to to define uh, in the end the the the, the leads uh, or the the conversion uh, format and uh, just take it from there. And you know we we use the total scope of uh, of media to um, uh, to to benefit that. Awesome, and you guys are. You're in Europe. How much of your, what's your kind of general audience breakdown as far as, um, you know, continents or regions, basically? Are most of your readers and engineers in Europe or is it, does it really span across the globe? It is very international, of course, uh, you know, originating from Europe in the 60s, uh, there is, there there is a very large uh, European uh, basis. Uh-huh. Um, we we are uh, originally a Dutch company, uh, but our largest audience is actually in Germany. Uh, so um, we we publish in four languages: uh, Dutch, German, French, and English. English okay. being the rest of the world for us, of course, which is uh, growing. We also see uh, actually a lot of uh, traction uh, in uh, in Asia. Mm-hmm. So in India, there's there's a, especially on on YouTube, we see that there's a lot of viewers from uh, from uh, India as well. Um, so yeah, it is actually quite broad. But uh, yes, of course, especially registered users uh, mainly are European. Uh, and I think, uh, well, UK these days is also not uh, European anymore. So UK uh, would probably be uh, uh, second to that. And then uh, the United States. Uh, okay. Of yeah. And then um, one more question that I'm going to ask people, I'm going to ask you how people can kind of get connected with you. But last question um, about the business in general, I imagine you guys had a decent kind of trade show presence, some of those big shows in Europe that you would go and attend 
Um, with kind of the, the shift over the last 18 months, have you done anything to kind of pivot from that or capture the type of audience that you would have been able to engage with at a trade show online, anything like that? Well, we participated in a few um, uh, online trade shows, which uh, probably everybody knows uh, really, really weren't the same uh, same deal. Yeah. So what we have done is um, through a program called Elector Helps, we've offered uh, a lot of those people that actually were lacking uh, the audience for trade shows. We offered them um, uh, a platform uh, in, in the form of... Uh, digital uh, specials mm-hmm. um, you know where we uh, offered them access to our uh, reach uh, uh, giving them the ability to uh, to publish their, uh, their 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 propositions uh, throughout uh, the, the the whole pandemic uh, with free access to our audience um, and articles uh, published uh, towards them mm-hmm. interesting I think that that you guys kind of were already positioned with the audience and the the kind of online community that um, I could imagine people wanting to leverage that when trade shows um, didn't happen in person. So that is excellent. So tell me kind of lastly, somebody's listening to this and they go, man, my products are a good fit for your audience, whether it's getting them in the hands of your audience, or I'd like to kind of advertise with you guys. What does that look like? How do they start? What do they do? Well, uh, mostly they come in through, uh, through our websites. Uh, you know, we, we use HubSpot as uh, you guys do as well um, as, as our lead generation. Um, so there, there's multiple touch points where people uh, can, can get, uh, where, where we notice they are uh, indeed in need of, uh, of some some help assistance from us yeah um, so yeah th- th- that would be the starting point of course uh, our uh, client team would reach out to them uh, and find out what their challenges are and yeah help them with uh, overcoming those um, um, that could be a whole different range of uh, of types of products mostly I, s- I see these days is that they are kind of custom made right so we, we don't really we still have a media kit but we don't sure. really um we don't really sell off the off the list anymore um so most of the times it's, it's it starts with a good conversation uh, on what the challenges are and and to see how we can overcome those together i love that I, you guys have so many different kind of avenues with which to partner with companies and so kind of having people come in and letting them talk about what it is that they're trying to achieve and then you guys can kind of match up what makes sense um i think that's excellent thank you so much for being on today this is great it's a great perspective and i really appreciate it all right morgan thank you very much thanks for joining me today on content marketing engineered for show notes including links to any resources we talked about visit truemarketing.com podcast While you're there, you can subscribe to our blog and newsletter. And we've also got a book that Wendy authored called Content Marketing Engineered. It's about building and executing an end-to-end content marketing plan. I would also love your reviews on this podcast. So when you get a chance, subscribe, rate, and review Content Marketing Engineered on your favorite podcast subscription platform. Thanks again. Have a great day.